Esoterica the Podcast. Welcome to Esoterica the Podcast, where we discuss the obscure, offbeat, and unusual. I'm Chris Schultz. And I'm Aaron Christian. This week's episode is brought to us by Malone's Cones. Taste the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) All that for that. All that for that. Cool, cool, cool. No, no. Cold, cold, cold. Cold, cold. You can't just have cool ice cream because then it will melt. You need to have cold ice cream. Yeah, that would just be soupy milk. Yeah, well, this application is going right in the shredder. All right. (laughs) So uh, I want to apologize to our listeners for our unintended uh, sabbatical for the last week. I don't. Um, Team Esoterica has been Team Reelect Chris Schultz for the Board of Health. Oh, my God. Is there anything we don't do? Together, I shower. On, yeah, yeah, I poop on my own. Um. <laughs> I was watching a video earlier today of a doctor reacting to like you know really old medical films or something from the fifties, and the army had one where they were talking about the importance of using soap and water to wa- bathe yourself because it's important. And it just cuts to this clip of like six men in the shower harassing this other man to use soap and they're bathing him against his will with soap Whoa. completely nude <laughs> that's uh but that's a different episode yeah that's uh, definitely not cool in our current culture um yikes <clears throat> yeah so that's been taking a lot of our time um but we're managing to squeeze in an episode today so we are get back on schedule so today i wanted to do something a little different and take us on a journey back to the mid 80s um i think a lot of people i definitely in my generation are familiar with the grunge movement of the early 90s and as we've explored and listening to a lot of the bands you bring to the table uh, a lot of those are influenced by the grunge scene very Uh, much so but grunge didn't come out of thin air that had been percolating for some time so uh, we're gonna take a listen to a proto grunge band if you will Uh, this is green river Green River was an American rock band formed in Seattle, Washington in 1984. Although the band had very little commercial impact outside of Seattle, they were pioneers of the grunge music scene. Uh, The style that featured both on their own music and the music its members would create in future bands, those bands included Mud Honey, which some people may not be that familiar with, uh, Mother Love Bone, Temple of the Dog, and eventually Pearl Jam. So who we have coming from um, Green River is Mark Arm, who is the lead singer, and he was the lead singer of Mud Honey. And probably more familiar with a large part of our audience is um, Stone Gossard and, um, oh my God, I'm going to blank on his, I'm blanking on his name. Um, oh, Jeff Ament, um, both from Pearl Jam. So they got their start in Green River. Um, Isn't uh, Green River the name of that Green's Clearwater song? Yes, it is. There's a there's a couple of things at play with the the history with the name of the band. Uh-huh. So there's the um, Creedence Clearwater song "Green yeah. River." It's also um, in reference to the Green River Killer, a serial killer who was infamous in the Washington uh, area, and that's worth reading up on if you've never heard of the Green River Killer. Um, some pretty creepy shit there. So the album that we're going to be listening to is Dry as a Bone. Uh, It's actually their second EP, and it was released in July of 1987 through Sub Pop Records. Uh, 
Now, is that a reference to the Valley of Dry Bones or whatever, the Ezekiel chapter in the Bible there? Hmm. I don't know. It could be. We'll have to do some... Um, the other thing, so um, the album was released uh, later along with another EP of theirs, Rehab Doll. So if I was going to conjecture Dry as a Bone um, coupled with Rehab Doll, I would think that probably is more referring to not being on drugs anymore, but... Mm. I don't know. Who knows, man? So the first track uh, we're going to dive into on Dry as a Bone is Unwind. started off pretty bluesy yeah i was gonna say that's not like when you say anything involving grunge it's not what i pictured you know i know it's proto grunge but yeah yeah it's usually more like that sort of muddy heavy like black sabbath yeah I, like i wasn't really picking out the uh the grunge element to it like it just you know it, i mean it, but it's not bad yeah it's yeah, not bad like it's just not what I was expecting. I'll have to admit, so actually I've owned this album for many, 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 many years and never like sat down and gave it a proper listen. Mm-hmm. Um, a shout out to how difficult it is to be, or was, to be a Gen Xer. Um, when I got into a band, I was a bit of a completist. So I got into Pearl Jam, and uh, that led me to Temple of the Dog and Mother Love Bone. Um, can I just say how difficult it was? during the 90s to be a completist with music when like imagine not having the internet and not having digital music you had to, like buy everything yeah you had to look at magazines or books about the band to find out where they had been and then you have to go actually like go to record stores and find this stuff yeah um, that's why i really hate people that like say they're really into a band but like don't really know a lot Mm-hmm. Because it's just anybody can be in anything now, but like if you take pride and passion into knowing about a certain group, like we talk about in the show a lot, you take ownership of the music that you like. Yeah. I'm wearing a Cleopatra shirt right now. I've invested money into the fact that I like this group to wear their merchandise, you know, halfway across the world where they from where they are. Yeah. And people that like them, a lot of people can't say that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's like a, a and there, there's like a pretentious kind of person that's like you know i know this band and they're just kind of not in the mainstream yet and it's a little douchey like i'm not into it you know yeah i I try not to to have that kind of attitude but i also feel like you know looking back to like tracking down an album and and getting a hold of it and going through something to get there's a whole journey that goes along with that and that gives you more the one thing i will say that must be very disappointing is if you don't like it you spend all that time. Like, I know yeah. plenty of bands now, like, I love their first album, but their second album sucks. Mm-hmm. It is bad. You know? Like, and it's like it's like movies. Like, the sequel's never as good as the original. It's true that. On a Except sec- Superman 2 is better. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, uh, we will disagree to disagree. Um, so, on a separate but equal note, um, Gary Ridgway, also known as the Green River Killer, 
uh, is convicted of 49 murders, uh, making him the second most prolific serial killer in the United States. Who's uh, the first? I don't know. That's the Zodiac or something? I don't think the Zodiac killed that many people. Did well, he kill like 40 people? Well, Gary'd have him beat with 49. <clears throat> I'm not I, sure. I didn't even hear the number you said. Yeah, 49. So we can look that up during the uh, when we're on yeah. our next. But um, so he killed uh, mostly teenage girls and women, runaways and sex workers uh, by strangulation, and he would dump their bodies in forested and overgrown areas, often returning to the bodies to have sexual intercourse with them. So he's a piece of shit. The <laughs> what's the next track, Chris? Yeah, uh, baby takes. was more grungy yeah i mean I, i'm not looking at the lyrics for this but um after you told me about the killer um <laughs> oh so i looked at the, at the lyrics and then the more i die the more you live Maybe yeah you take so much to give the more you heal the more i ache yeah this might be a song about drugs you know. I know, I'm looking at the lyrics. I, I'm not, so yeah. that's why I'm like, I have no idea. So answer to your prior question, uh, Samuel, Samuel Little was convicted in 2012 of the murders of three women in California between 1987 and 1989. Uh, he confessed to 93 murders. All right. He confessed uh, to 93. Yes. Uh, they have confirmed his involvement in at least 60. So he is currently, uh, according to the Pedias of Wiki, um, the most prolific American um, serial killer. I wonder how long his sentence is. Oh, you're going to make me look that up? No, no. (laughs) Um, Okay, so it's very confusing trying to figure out the tracks on this. So um, just in case there happens to be a Green River fan out there who's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, we're taking the track listing off of Wikipedia. Um, it's listed differently on both Genius and on Spotify. So we're just going with the Wikipedia one, and we're going for the original EP versus uh, compilations that came out later. Which leads me to the point is the next track we're going to listen to is called This Town. So I was just off mic lamenting to the fact that uh, I had listened to this album more. Hmm. This track was a lot more like the ones that I'm bringing to the table now, mm. I would say. 
because it has a very distinct single string riff, which there's a lot of this laid back and heavy. They use the octave break um, on a lot of their tracks, meaning that they have like a bass with an octave up or, you know, I just, I don't know. But um, they rely heavily on these single string riff kind of things. And that basically was what was happening here. It was a little bluesier than um, and a little more like rock driven than I think some of the groups that I'm bringing to the table. But like I can see where you were going with that, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. It's interesting that lyrically this um, I was reminded of early Nirvana a couple of times. I could hear that. And and I'm going to say this and uh, you pr- you might need we might need to hear another song and maybe some mud honey to to make it sound like I'm not crazy. But well, you are crazy. One of the reasons I never really got into mud honey or particularly gelled with this album is I think Mark Arm really sounds like early Joe Elliott, like Def Leppard's on in through on through the night or High and Dry, their first two albums. I'm not extremely familiar with those records, but I I can kind of hear it, even like thinking of their popular shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was it just off putting for me. Like I'm a huge Def Leppard fan. I love Def Leppard, but hearing or picturing Joe Elliott like singing over grunge is just uh, Def Lefty didn't do it for me so let's check out pcc and uh, see if that bears out my Remember when we listened to Frank Aero? Yes, I do. Very whiny. I I, I felt that here more. Mm, that nasally. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's funny, and I'm going to mention this because um, this is a conversation that we had earlier. So I'm looking at the track listing for the um, 1990 release, which combines the EP "Dries the Bone" and "Rehab Doll," mm-hmm. and one of the tracks is "Queen Bitch." That is a David Bowie song from Hunky Dory um, that's about the violent femme. Uh, not the violent femmes, I'm sorry. No, it's about um, the Velvet Underground, uh, particularly Lou Reed. So I think it's funny that they covered that. Uh, so for the record, I've been listening to Hunky Dory in the truck now for like a solid three weeks. and on You the... need to change it. <laughs> yes, Aaron's been getting a little aggravated. So I threw I'm, in... I'm not even in the car with you at all. <laughs> but the few moments I have been this month, it's been like... Yeah. And uh, I just put in Velvet Underground, which he was not digging. So that might go on a list of future episodes. Cause... If there's one thing I enjoy, it's aggravating. <laughs> it's pissing <Aaron>. me off. <laughs> Oh, if we want to go that route, I will. I'll start putting in some uh, some really chonky metal. I'll like it just to spite you. <laughs> so, uh, we've come to the last track on the EP. Now, again, there are various versions of this album uh, out there. I'm kind of trying to stick with, you know, if it was 1987 and you went to the store to pick up this album and it was an EP, this is what you get. Because yeah. You know, uh, I come from an age when that was a thing and it just wasn't all available at all times. So that's where we are. And we're going to listen to Ozzy 
which is the last track. For the record, I am older than iTunes and Spotify. Oh, no, no, I know. I, it, it's more. <laughs> there, was, there was a time when <laughs> I had to go to the store to buy music. Yeah, I'm the old man shaking his fist at the sky. Like, I'm not angry at you. It's not directed at you. It's just. Yeah, but I'm the manifestation of change. <laughs> you guys had kids, and this is what you get. Ch-ch-ch-changes. All right. Let's, what's this track called? Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah, all right. Um, so the moment Chris has been waiting for for the past 30 seconds, this song to me was a cross between like Nirvana and rap. I, all right, I can see that. <laughs> I'm still not proud of it because it doesn't accurately describe what I'm thinking of. Mm. But I think like, like um, oh God, what's that song? Um, Wanted Man. Do you know that song, Wanted Man by Rat? Yeah. Yeah. You hot I'm thinking of like I don't know definitely like a I I was gonna say Rush but Rush no like and I'm not talking lyrically I'm talking purely instrumentally which I guess like Rush I have a better argument for but there's something just like I don't know I can't I can't put my finger on it Mm. but it's I what I was trying to say when we were listening to it is I've heard this song before in a million different ways yeah, like like this isn't necessarily unique, but at the time it might have been a new thing, you know. Looking back, what thirty years later, like yeah, and you know, it that kind of as I mentioned, the, the cross between punk sound and like the heavier um, classic rock, yeah. heavy metal. It it's like it's like Leonard Skinner, but faster. Yeah, yeah, you know, and maybe that's what I'm trying to shoot for here. So interestingly enough, I, I'm looking at the lyrics, and uh, the very last verse, I think this song is about the Green River Killer. Boston. Boston. Okay, yeah. Thank I you. I, I had to think of it. There right. we go. So I think this song might be about, or at least end up being about the Green River Killer, because the, the last lines, um, I know the secret of the river. That's right, baby, the Green River. I fed her the secret of the river. Now I'm going to make them reel me on. Uh, yeah, like I was just thinking it was something like a guy who likes a creepy looking girl. The Ever Given River. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I think he's the I think he's the serial killer. Um, just for the sake of completion here, the uh, most prolific serial killer is Luis Garavito. Um, he was active in Colombia, Ecuador, and Venezuela from 1992 to 1993. He has a total of 138 known victims and is believed to have murdered over 300. And he's known as La Bastia, the Beast. Did you hear that that cargo ship is stuck again? <laughs> Not like physically stuck this time, but they won't let it leave the canal until they do that investigation. Oh, well, I think that's probably prudent. Am I understanding that word correctly? 
They should investigate it. To oh, yeah, no. Out how, prudent? Like, how that prudent? Prudent, yeah. Doesn't that mean you're like, it, like a pussy? No, prudent means it's like a good idea. Oh. <laughs> you're thinking prude, which, yes, is like somebody I, who's uptight yeah. and... Um, oh, you know what? You know what? That um, song by the Beatles, Dear Prudence. Dear Prudence. Uh, that was actually one of the first songs I learned on guitar. I think it was like third or fourth or something, but... Prudence, forbearance, temperance. These are qualities that we no longer embrace. I don't know who I just channeled there. That was Fear it. leads to hate. Hate leads to anger. Anger, or whatever it is. Like, dude, yes, yes. <laughs> In Thank all you. cases. Thank you. Uh, so that's the end of this uh, EP, correct? Yeah. So dry. Uh, I'm sorry. Green River uh, didn't last very long. Interestingly enough, and it, it's funny if you if you you know looking back in history, one of the reasons the band broke up is uh, Mark Arm was sort of the, the purist who was into the Seattle scene, and he was unhappy with the fact that Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament uh, wanted to be professional musicians and make it big. So let's ask ourselves where Mudhoney is today versus where Pearl Jam is today. And it's I've always found it interesting that out of the ashes of the Seattle scene, like the one band that's become the statesman of like 90s era rock is Pearl Jam. Everybody else is dead. Ooh, I would. You're saying out of Seattle? I would argue that Nirvana has it did a better job for the shorter amount of time. Well, I mean, that is still around today. Okay, all right. Yeah, if you're gonna go there, then yes. Yeah, like, uh, but Eddie, I would say I would argue Nirvana is bigger than Pearl Jam. I, I think they had a bigger cultural impact, but Eddie Vedder has now become like the statesman of of Generation X for for you know nobody, and that's the thing. I. Uh, Kurt Cobain rejected that mantle when it mm-hmm. was handed to him, rightly so. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I think that that um, that's part of the reason why you see a lot of millennials and you know people my Gen Zers like turn around and wearing you know Nevermind shirts or whatever. Mm. And I just want to say like that genuinely irritates me. Like like like, like oh okay, I'm not going to get into this. Yeah, now. well, my daughter and and I love my daughter. Um, we went through a box of my old concert shirts up in the attic and, and she, she has taken a bunch and I made her listen to songs from those albums. I'm like, you're, you're not going to be walking around in a Pearl Jam song shirt unless you're familiar with the songs or, um, you two or the who. Like, yeah. You know. Well, it goes right back to the statement I said earlier. Like I have a Cleopatra shirt on and I can tell you shit about them. Cause I know, yeah. I know stuff about them yeah. and I enjoy listening to the music and you say, Oh, what's that band? I'm going to get all hype and you're going to get mad at me because I got so excited about it, you know, and we've lost that. Um, side note, um, I love the name Mudhoney, but I'm not sure if I'm going to appreciate the music as much as I wish I would. Like, I expect it to be like an emo band nowadays because it sounds it seems like a perfect name for something like that. Yeah, Mudhoney. Yeah, I did like uh, looking at the wiki entry, you know, one of the one of the bands that they came Let's see. Um, Arm and Turner, they had played together in a band called the Limp Richards. <laughs> a great band name. Yeah. Uh, butthole Surfers. I love Butthole Surfers. Yeah. Oh, what's that song? I just was watching a video recently of one of their songs. Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone. Also, like, uh, I think Mother Love Bone probably would have been the big Seattle band, uh, except for... Uh, my lord i'm gonna i'm forgetting his name the the lead singer of that band overdosed on heroin just as they were breaking um jeff Ament and stone gossard were in mother love bone and then mm. they went on to form 
Temple of the Dog was a tribute to um, the lead singer of Mother Love Bone who died, and then from Temple of the Dog, Pearl Jam was formed. Literally every one of these bands is in the fans also like section of Spotify, which is um, my new favorite thing. If you uh, spend any time on Spotify, check out the fans also like. Like that's how I discovered Cleopatra. That's how I discovered Dead Poet Society, and um, a lot of these other groups. Oh, Andrew Wood. Do what was the lead singer of uh, Mother Love Bone? In fact, Allison Chain's song "Wood" mm-hmm. is a reference to Andrew Wood too, because the Seattle I mentioned on the show before my dad getting booed at that show. Not not my dad. My dad being at the show where they got booed off the stage, right? Yes, uh, I saw a guy die choking on a chicken bone at a Allison Chain's concert. Wow. Yeah. That went from zero to 60. <laughs> well, my dad's friend was at the Station Nightclub Fire. Hey, can you top that? 100 people died. I was the Station Nightclub Fire. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> we really can't joke about that. <laughs> no. That was a horrible, horrible thing. And, really... and Great White's like a like douchey. And not only are they douchey, they went out and murdered more of their fans uh, just this past year. That's what. I, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. You know, but I really love Save Your Love and um, Toys, Once Bitten, Toys Shy, even though that's a cover. So, so I'm glad that... Um, the lesson here, kids, is you can like the band, but don't idolize the uh, individuals, the people. Being yeah, we just like ripped apart like the late 80s music <laughs> scene. <laughs> um, so that was great. So next week on this show, um, we're going to go back to um, modern times. And we're going to be listening to a band called Catfish and the Bottleman, um, who I could be wrong. I, I guess I won't say this without looking it up, which I'm doing right now. But we're going to be listening to the album um, The Balcony. And that is a really good record. I played one of their songs off of, um, and not off of, I played one of their songs off of this album in high school. We did it like rock band class. Um, so they are Welsh. They're from Wales. Oh, really? Yes. It's indie rock band from Wales. So we'll be listening to their debut album, The Balcony, that um, it actually reached number 10 in the UK albums chart, but we're in America, so yeah. Hmm. So pretty cool band. Welsh band, Catfish in the Bottom. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so um, they don't they don't sing in Welsh, just so you know. Oh, well, I know, that would be so cool. But actually now, I didn't know that they were Welsh, so I'm glad that I'm glad that I know. That yeah. um well i think this segment has been long enough um i know it's been a kind of a short episode but yeah we did good yeah. so um i'm just going to throw this out there uh, aaron and i uh, when we're done recording this episode we're going to have a conversation about oh my lord season four and yeah. i had two school of thoughts for where i wanted to go uh with my portion of season four um and i'm looking for some audience feedback because our listeners are so good about interacting with us so good um one thought i had was maybe taking a look at first albums by certain bands so not necessarily esoteric but you know a lot of times especially bands that have been around for over 20 years you forget about their first album or you know there's hits off of it but nobody takes that deep dive anymore so I thought that might be something worth um, looking at. Or, or the other direction I was leaning towards is um, more actual esoteric bands, stuff that I haven't even heard of, yeah. um, that we can we can talk to the band. Um, and I was thinking, too, of season four, uh, instead of doing albums, um, doing artist episodes, 
where we just pick a either deep cuts or something, just pick random selection of songs that make up maybe about a half hour on an episode. So that way we're not just limited to so, um, one record, one song. Because I feel like on this show, and I would love your feedback on this, that a lot of times we go through the album and we're just not as invested in some of the songs because we're not familiar with it or we just don't really it doesn't do much for us mm. you know i mean unless it's part of a bigger story it's not the same so i don't know what the audience feels about that that's a um, good idea but you know that way we have a bit of a more controlled time limit you know our shows don't last for an hour because it's an hour long album it's just it's a half hour because we picked you know five songs that make up that amount of time hmm. that was what was on my mind so some combination of all of this you may see for season four yeah let us know what you think that uh, may influence the direction. It may not. We may mm. just say, fuck it, we'll do what we want. But um, let us know either way. Well, with all that being said, visit esotericthepodcast.com. And until next week, stay esoteric. <laughs> <laughs>